Hello, and welcome to the Without Exception podcast. My name is Josiah Ott, and on this podcast, I seek to share practical content for everyday Christians. My hope is that I can help you live out your faith each day without exception. Welcome to episode 26 of Without Exception. Thank you for listening. Today, I'm going to stick with the idea of eternity that we brought up a little bit last week, but with a slightly different approach, and I hope that this episode is a challenge to you in the way that you live your life. I know this content has been challenging to me personally, so I hope that it challenges you. I hope it's a blessing to you and that it will, it will bear fruit in your life. Uh, before I get started, though, I want to share a personal update I would uh, covet your prayers during this season as I am officially starting as of today, um, August 30th, two classes at LBC. I've been doing online school there since 2017 and I've been doing the seminary program since the um, beginning of 2020. And it's going to be just about three years total. This is the only stretch where I have to double up on classes, but I'm a little nervous I'm really trusting that God's grace is going to keep me and pull me through. God has been so faithful in the midst of all sorts of stuff that I've got going on in life to always strengthen me and to encourage me and and to bring me through. And so it's been great. But I would appreciate your prayers for anybody that listens. Um, Also, starting Greek and learning a different language is going to be interesting. They got a whole different alphabet than us and stuff. So it's just it's going to be a little bit different but I would cover your prayers. But as I said, God's been so faithful in my life. I've been so, so incredibly blessed time and time again. And I found in my life, this isn't part of the the content for this episode, but I wanted to share it. I might do an episode on it later. And it might not be this way in everybody's life, but I found in my life, there's been many times in the past season where my family, we've just been a little overwhelmed And I've got a lot on my plate. And for whatever reason, I keep signing up for more, like starting this podcast while I was still in seminary. Like, why did I do that? I don't know. And it seems in my life that every time I'm ready to give something up, that some method of encouragement or like there's always a pick me up that comes like right in time. And I don't know if I've ever seriously, seriously considered uh, giving up on some of the responsibilities I have. But I found almost every time that I've started to get really discouraged and like, you know, is is this even making a difference or is that even making a difference? Or, you know, should, maybe I should just lay this down and somebody else could probably do it, whatever. It seems in my life, almost every time I get into one of those modes, there's some sort of encouragement or some sort of, I, I don't even know, something that'll, that kind of picks me up and shows me, look, what you're doing actually matters and it's making a difference and you shouldn't give up. And God's been so faithful to send people. It's been amazing. So I want to encourage you guys, if there's anything in your life that you're a little overwhelmed with or whatever, just to keep pressing on because you never really know uh, who you might affect with something or the, the impact you might be having behind the scenes. I know this has happened for me time and time again, where I'm like, you know, I, I, I think I, I think this ship has sailed and then somebody comes along and just it really, you know, it gives me the pick me up to get me back in. And I want to encourage you too, along those same lines, if there's ever a time and you've got someone personally that you know, or that you, you know, that ministers to you in some way or or whatever, I mean, even somebody that's just a good friend, take a minute and encourage them. Like if it's genuine, I mean, don't just make something up, but if there's somebody that really makes a difference in your life, you never know your kind words of encouragement, what they might do to somebody else. And and it might, you know, you don't know what kind of season people are in or how they're feeling about stuff. So it might really be something that's a big difference maker. So I want to encourage you with that. 
again, maybe I'll turn a, a whole episode out, out of this here at some point. I don't know. But I want to talk about eternity today. And it's something that it can be kind of weird to think about because I, we really don't know what it's going to be like until we get there, right? On Earth, everything is about time. You know, you got 24 hours in a day. You can't get any more. You can't get any less. And so you get the idea of eternity where it's like it's unlimited. There is no time. And it, it just it's something that is so so hard to grasp. But until we get there here on earth, we always have to remember that our life, it consists of time and time, something we can never get back, right? If you waste your time doing something, you can't get that back. And I know for me, one of the things that I think is most upsetting in my life is when I take time and I waste it. And I realize, like, oh, I was going to spend five minutes on Facebook. I spent 20 minutes on Facebook or Maybe you mess something up and you have to do it twice. I don't know if you've ever had that and you get really frustrated because then you got to like, oh, it should have been done. Now I have to spend the time doing it again. Just uh, Saturday, a really ridiculous example from my life is I always do all the work on our own vehicles as long as I can. Um, every now and then there might be something that I can't do, but I've accumulated some tools. And if I'm capable, I want to do it myself to save the money because I'm incredibly cheap and I'm capable of doing stuff. And so one thing we've always done is I've just changed our own oil. And really, like, if you've never changed oil in a vehicle, it's it's almost impossible to screw up. Like, it's it's really, really simple. You got to take, like, two things out, put some stuff back. Like, it, you know, you take out your, your drain plug, and you take out your filter, drain your oil, put the new stuff in. It's super simple. Well, somehow, I and I don't even know how, um, I ended up cross-threading the drain bolt that goes in that keeps your oil in your, in your vehicle. And I've done... My own oil changes, I guarantee you, well over 10 times, and I've never had any problems. For some reason, I started to finger tighten this bolt in there, and I don't even, I don't know. Like, it was going good, and everything was fine, so I put a wrench on it to finish it up, and somehow it ended up getting crooked, and so now, I, you know, our, our car needed an oil change, so I was like, all right, it's Saturday, I got to get this done. We're going on a trip next week, I want to make sure it's done before the trip, and somehow... I messed it up, and then now I've got a slight oil leak that I didn't have before, which is frustrating, but I realized, like, I'm going to have to do this again. And, like, not only am I going to have to do this again, I might need a new oil pan because this this thing is stripped out, and it's frustrating, and I'm, like, looking at it, and I'm like, you know, I spent a little bit of time doing this. It only doesn't even take me half an hour a lot of times. And somehow it ended up being a waste of my time. And not only that, it's going to take me longer to do it the second time around. And it's really it can be upsetting. And I look at this and I'm like, you know, there's so many things in, in life where we end up wasting time and you just can't get it back, right? And, and it's something that we have to look at. But we're going to look in this episode on what it would be like if we get to the end of our lives and realize not only did we waste time here or there, but our life's work was really wasted because our pursuits were were wrong. I know in my own life, there's been times I've focused on my own kingdom more than God's. Maybe I've taken too much glory for myself or I've been too self-focused in some different areas. Or maybe, and, and this can happen in anybody's life, you've been too focused on earthly possessions rather than heavenly treasure and, and realizing we could store up treasures in heaven by serving Jesus here on the earth. But there's sometimes when we look around, we see all these tangible things and, and we want stuff and stuff's not wrong in of itself, but we get so focused on just the things of this life that it takes us away um, from focusing on our ultimate heavenly home. Or even maybe I know that in my life, a lot of times, as I said a minute ago, I end up wasting a ton of time on social media. And you can get like the digital well-being app on a Google Pixel. That's what I have. And I still end up like, man, I, I'm wasting time. Like, how did I do this again? Like, I thought I got this sorted out. I end up wasting time. 
And you end up spending more time on social media or on technology. Maybe you binge YouTube sometimes like I do instead of cultivating healthy and real relationships with the people you love. And a, a quote that I love, a friend of mine from high school, he uh, always said it. His name was Barry. He's years ahead, ahead of me, like a lot older than me, but we were friends um, for a season of my life. And I haven't seen him in a, in a lot while now, but he always said, people are the only thing you can take to heaven with you. And I always thought that was great. It really puts things in perspective. Like all we do in this life, all the work that we put into, you know, making money and buying stuff and whatever else and having a home, none of it's going to go with us into eternity, except for the relationships that we develop, people we bring to Jesus or people we encourage along the way. Those are eternal, but everything else, you know, all the stuff, it's just temporary. So in light of the kind of this topic, I want to read a passage from first Corinthians chapter three. I think it's one of the most sobering passages um, in the Bible, which of course there's like a thousand of those, right? I mean, you know, there's, there's a lot, but this is one that always gets me. Uh, Paul just finished in this section, um, talking to the Corinthians and basically explaining to him and the other apostles, like they're all on the same team. Like, look guys, we're all working on the same team. The other leaders, Apollos, like we're all, we're all working together. Like don't divide us, right? We're all like one plant and other waters, all this stuff. And then he starts talking about how they're building the church. And so a lot of this can really be more geared towards church leaders or like the apostles. But I really think that the principle applies to everybody. I don't think it's just reserved uh, to people in ministry leadership. And starting in verse 10, read five verses here. It says, according to the grace of God given to me, like a skilled master builder, I laid a foundation and someone else is building upon it. So let each one take care how he builds upon the foundation. Now here, the foundation is is the church, is, is Jesus is the foundation, but it's the foundation of the church. He's talking about how he started these churches. But then, and then he says, for no one can lay a foundation other than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if anyone builds on the foundation with gold or silver or precious stones, wood, hay, or straw, each one's work will become manifest for the day will disclose it because it will be revealed by fire and the fire will test what sort of work each one has done. If the work that anyone has built on the foundation survives, he will receive a reward. However, if anyone's work is burned up, he will suffer loss, though he himself will be saved, but only as through fire. So this passage here talks about a life's work being burned up because it wasn't it wasn't built right. Like it was it was built with these temporal things instead of instead of the the true things and the strong things, these different stones. And obviously, again, it could be speaking to how somebody uh, develops a church, how somebody builds a church. But I really think that we can look at this and realize all of us have been entrusted by God with things. All of us are, are entrusted to be good stewards or managers of what God has given us. And I believe that not just in building a church, but in everything we do in life, how are we building? Are we building with those those good and eternal things? Or are we just building with the things of this life? Are we building our own kingdom where we're focused on you know making our name great instead of God's name great? And then you look at this and realize that that concept of, of wasting time, like I said a minute ago, I can't even imagine you take that to the next level when you see that this this person that, that God's referring to um, through Paul here in First Corinthians, that they would look back and realize that not only did they waste a little bit of time, maybe they messed up an oil change and they got to do something again, or maybe they just spent too much time on social media. Like that's that's bad. But imagine having your whole life's work burned up because you weren't building right, because you were focused on the on the wrong things, because you were worried about your your own kingdom. All these different ideas. And I can't even begin to imagine 
how that would feel. And there's another instance in scripture I want to read where someone was disappointed at the end of their life. And it comes from Luke chapter 12. In this instance, this is talking more about possessions. There was a man, he comes to Jesus and he's trying to get Jesus to resolve an issue around an inheritance that he's receiving. So Jesus, um, instead of giving him an answer, uh, shares a parable. It's something Jesus does a lot. It's kind of funny and it's actually very effective, of course, because it's what Jesus did. And so Luke chapter 12, verse 15, it says this, that Jesus said to them, take care and be on your guard against all covetousness. For one's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. And he told them a parable saying, the land of a rich man produced plentifully. And he thought to himself, what shall I do? For I have nowhere to store my crops. And he said, I will do this. I will tear down my barns and build larger ones. And there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, fool, this night your soul is required of you. And the things you have prepared, whose will they be? So is the one who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. So these two passages might not be associated uh, with each other very often, but they both depict these people who had a life's work that essentially ended up not mattering because they weren't focused on being rich toward God. They weren't focused on building with the proper materials, building the way that God desires for us to live our lives. And they both depict somebody that their life ended up being a waste. You know, they look back and realize it doesn't, didn't matter, didn't make a difference. They weren't focused on the right things. And this guy, you know, he, he had a great wealth, you know, as far as that goes, provision, like his life was set, but then he suddenly died and, and he didn't care about God. He cared about, you know, just that natural stuff. And I'm very thankful that God put passages like this in his word to challenge us on how we live. So we, we can't plead ignorance on judgment day and get there and be like, God, I had no idea because he's clearly laid it out for us in, in his word how we're to live and to, to realize that we can't just live for this life only. Now, that doesn't mean that we can't have fun or hobbies, you, you know, like I'm not going to say, oh, well, you wasted your time because you went fishing. I like to fish. Generally, fishing is a waste of time because half the time you don't catch anything anyways, you know, but that doesn't mean that you always have to be like super, super diligent that you can never, whatever you're like. No, but the question is, where's the main trajectory of your life heading? And sometimes too, you have to realize if you're in a season of life, you, you can't just judge your entire life based on a season. I look at my life right now and I realize again, that we've got a lot going on and I'm not always as present with my family as I'd like to be. I think I do a pretty decent job. Brittany always is amazing at encouraging me and saying I do a really good job, but I'd like to do better. But currently we're in the season where I'm doing seminary, but it's a temporary thing. I've got another year left and then I'm done for probably a very long time. I'd like to do doctoral work maybe someday. It's like this fantasy I have, uh, depending on how God ends up using us in ministry. But at this season, I'm going to be done with school. And it's been a long season, but it's been a season. So there's different things that we've had to sacrifice uh, during this stage of life that in the next stage, you know, we, we won't be sacrificing. We'll be spending more time with our family. We'll be more committed in, in other areas, but the main trajectory of your life, that's what really matters. Like o- over the last decade, how has your life been? Are you focused only on yourself? Are you focused only on the things of this life, working so hard to make sure that your, your natural things are taken care of, that you've forgotten about God or you've neglected your relationship with God? That's really the, the main issue and is to whether or not, you know, 
as a course of our life. Is is it about God or is it about us? And I, I know a lot of times people really get into you know, trying to make money and everything. And that's good. Like, and I believe in good financial stewardship. I listen to Dave Ramsey's podcast a lot. My wife and I are on a budget, you know, and I want to leave an inheritance to my children someday. But beyond that, I want to leave a rich spiritual inheritance to my children. Right now it's just Selah. I'm saying children, plural, but you get the idea. I only got one kid, but I want to have a spiritual inheritance. I don't want somebody to be like, oh, my dad was never present. He was always gone. Uh, We had money in the bank, but I never knew my dad. Like, I don't want to live that. I I want to live a life where they know their dad. And beyond that, they know God because, because their dad leads them to God, you know, and that's, that's my heart in life. I don't want to get so focused on this stuff. It does matter. It's important to be good with your money. It's important to make sure uh, for parents, especially to make sure that you're providing for your kids. Like you don't want to go and just neglect that and then have, have your family go hungry or, or be broke. But at the same time, you know, you have to have a balance. I don't want to get back to the end of my life and, and or I won't, don't want to get to the end of my life and look back and realize that, you know, I spent most of my life doing things that didn't really matter instead of focusing on what matters most or get to the end of my life and realize, you know, I really lived for myself and my own kingdom. And like I did stuff in the church, but I really was just trying to look good and be a conduit. Instead of being a conduit for God, I was just focused on myself. And this is something that I think we have to be careful of is realizing that the work we do in life is ultimately to glorify God. We are put here to point others to Jesus. We're not here to build our own little kingdoms, have our own stuff and to to look great and everything. It's more about God than it's about us. And I know that sometimes that can be hard for me. It's very hard to to keep this in perspective sometimes because uh, if you've ever heard of the love languages, I'm pretty sure that my love language is words of affirmation. I love when people encourage me or say nice things. And so it's easy for me sometimes to take that and then use it to to build myself up more instead of giving God glory for the gifts that he's given me or for the different things that he's done through me. Instead, I like there could be this tendency where I'm like, man, maybe I took too much credit for that. I had a professor at Blue Ridge whose name was Brother Ray. I'm, some of you have probably heard his name before. And he always shared about smelling a flower and then giving it to Jesus. He said that the praise of man is like a flower. And he's like, you don't really want to just hang on to it until it dies. He's like, you take the flower, you smell it, you enjoy it for a second, and then you give it to Jesus. And he's like, it's okay to be thankful or, or whatever, you know, to be appreciative of somebody giving you a compliment or whatever, but don't don't live off of that. Like, don't let it get to you. Like, you can take it, appreciate it, and then give it to Jesus. Another story, there was a man by the name of Don Sanukian. Uh, Sanukjian, I, I can't say it perfectly. And he uh, he wrote one of my textbooks for a, cl- a preaching class I had. And we had to listen to one of his sermons. And I thought this was so cool. And he was talking about his time when he was a, a younger guy and he was looking to pastor a church and started to pastor a church. And it was his dream sometime to teach in a seminary and to do all this stuff. And and it was his goal, you know, I'm going to I'm going to be this this pastor. I'm going to do a great job. I'm going to increase this church. It's going to be great. And then I'm going to teach other people how to do it. And he got to this point in his life where, you know, he'd really been working more for himself, I think is kind of how he puts it and, you know, trying to look good. And he had all these dreams about him and his church shrunk. Like he inherited a decent sized church and then the church started shrinking and he was upset because he's like, he had all these plans. He's going to, he was going to grow this church. He was going to be great. Then he was going to teach other people how to do it. That was his life's goal. And then he's like, you know, nobody's ever going to want to no one's ever going to want to learn from the guy that like took a church and cut the the attendance in half. Like that's not the kind of guy you want to learn from. 
And so he was praying to, to God about it and like asking him. And he's like, what, what in the world? I believe you called me to this, whatever else, you know, it's struggling. And then he, he said something to the effect of God, if this fails, can I blame you for it? And I thought that was crazy. Like I'm thinking about like, this is this guy's prayer. He's like, God, I believed you called me to this, but it's not working. So if it fails, can I blame you? Because you're the one that called me to it and it's not working. And then he felt God say to him, yeah, sure. It just, as long as if it succeeds, I get the credit. And I thought that was so cool. And that's so challenged me to realize in my life and looking for eternity to realize the things that I do in this life are really more about glorifying God than, than myself. And it's like, you know, I could blame God if, if it fails, but if you're going to use that same, that same uh, attitude, then you got to realize that if it succeeds, then you have to blame him too, and, and thus give him the credit. So I think that's really cool. And I, I hope this uh, podcast has been challenging and edifying to you. My goal in this episode isn't really to instill fear in anyone, but a sober awareness of the reality of God's word uh, regarding this subject and how much of our time and our lives is really devoted to things of eternal value. Again, inevitably, not everything has to be or even can be all the time, but the question is, how do you use your life as a whole? I think this subject merits some very good self-examination to see where you are in life and if your priorities are maybe out of balance. I know I have certainly been examining my own life lately, and I hope you can do so as well. And so with that, I thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Without Exception podcast. I pray that this episode has been edifying to you and that it is something you can put into practice in your own life. If you enjoyed this show, please subscribe and share it with others. If you were listening on Apple, I would love it if you would leave a review. It helps with the exposure of the show. That said, I pray you have an awesome week, and until I see you next time, let's live out our faith each day without exception.